If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The straights don't, you know, go to gay bars every weekend and party hard and all this stuff. But when they want to hang out, they almost go harder than we do. And it's almost like, oh, no, we're going to hang out with the straights. We're going to be up till 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Aaron Cairo. I'm Matt Ritter. Man of the Year is brought to you by Mizzen and Main Performance Apparel. Use code Man of the Year for $35 off any purchase of $125. That's Mizzen, M-I-Z-Z-E-N, and Main.com. Check them out, guys. Support us. Support them. I'm going to drop a bombshell for our audience. Oh, boy. We are both straight. That's news to me. <laughs> We're just too... Run-of-the-mill straight guys. Yes, this is true, but we have friends that aren't. It's true, and it's pride. Happy pride. Happy pride. We're celebrating our gay friends, and um, interestingly enough, not only do we have a bunch of gay friends, but we have a lot of gay uh, listeners. We love the gays. We love the gays, uh, and they love the straights. As yeah, well, and they as love well. being called the gays. They call us the straights. Don't think that's weird. Now, do you think that we have more gay friends because we live in LA, which is super gay. Yes, because we've lived in West Hollywood for decades. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I don't live there anymore, but yes, obviously. I think, you know, would we have the same vibrant gay crew if we lived in a different neighborhood of LA? Maybe still, but if you just, well, we also lived in New York too. So it's yeah. like, those two, are two of the most progressive cities. In yeah. The world. Yeah, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it. Can you just like, paint a picture like what it's like living in West Hollywood? I mean, it's the most progressive. Like you drop a pin of like everything uh, that is like the stereotypical progressive yeah. world that exists. You keep saying progressive. You mean gay. 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 It's, it's fun. It's the gayest city in the country. It's, it's fun. It's a good time. It's a rainbow. I, the one thing I've always been jealous of LA. So New York has like, you know, blocks and blocks of bars and clubs and like you can walk around and like stumble around and like do a bar crawl if you're straight. If you're straight in LA, that doesn't exist, but the gays have it on lock. The best bar crawling, pub crawling, I think the West Hollywood bar crawl, pub crawl is the best of anywhere in the country. Yeah, I mean, if you're gay. Right, I'm sad, yeah. but I'm just Although in I general. Did, yeah, I did do, it's, it's yeah. pretty fun. I did, I did do a little crawl this past weekend. So it's Pride, and we wanted to talk about some of the 
different dynamics in the gay community, how their friendships work, how their friendships work with other gay people, how their friendships work with their straight friends. And I know what you're thinking, like, what the hell do these guys know? Nothing, <laughs> almost nothing, which is why we've got guests. So we're basically going to hand our show over to the gay community today. We have two amazing interviews. The first is Tian Tran. She's amazing. She is one of the stars of How I Met Your Father on Hulu. Um, she's hilarious. She's a comedian. She's a writer. Thanks to Fireball Adam for uh, introducing us. And uh, so let's talk to Tian, and then we'll see you at the other side. Hello. Hello. Hey. How are you? Hey. Oh, I'm so good. How are you both? We are amazing. You know... You're still one of our very early guests. We're really excited to have you. I've always wanted to know. I'm just going to jump right in. Great. What is it like having show friends? Oh, my gosh. Like, when you say show friends, do you mean, like, the, the, the cast outside of the show or being a part of a show that is built all around friendship? Well, both, actually both. Oh, I was both? thinking the, the former, but, but I, I like, well, I guess it's, those are two different things, but like one is like, are you friends with other people on the show? And if so, what is it? Is that friendship? Like every other friendship or like, how is it? How is it different? Like, what's it like? Yeah, no, if we're all like genuinely, I'm not just saying this, we are all genuinely friends with each other. And like, I think the best thing about being on a show like this is that when we do have scenes all together, it's a little bit of a nightmare for the rest of the crew <laughs> because we, we're we just like talking and laughing and like screwing around with each other. Like our AD has to kind of hurt us like a bunch of little cats. So it's it's both a, I'm a blessing because I, I hope the chemistry comes across on screen, but also a curse for everyone else because it makes the day longer. Um, and like friends wise, like, yeah, we've like gone to soccer games together. I've gone to dinner with every, like, it's just, yeah, it's like a, a, a normal friendship. I would think, I think. Yeah. I mean, you guys seem like genuine friends, but obviously it's like, Hey, are they acting? You know? Cause sometimes you hear like a show about, you know, friends and it's like, Oh, they hate each other. You know, they're mortal enemies. You know, these two friends on the show, friends actually hate each other. Right. Um, but yes. you guys seem to get along really well. And I, I guess the second part, which was a question that we had thought we were going to ask you, which was how has that sort of, you know, being on a show about friendship, like that's the sort of through line of the show. How has that sort of, made you think about friendship if it has at all and how has that like changed your own friendship dynamics does, does it like impact it in some way yeah i mean it actually not that i needed to be reminded about how important friendships are but we started shooting this show like in still in like a, a pandemic sort of atmosphere and and i had been living in illinois at the time and so i wasn't getting to see a lot of my friends that live in la and live in chicago and so it really reminded me and like grounded me to be like okay you, you really gotta like reach out and take the time and like engage with people beyond social media because I think Instagram gives us like a false sense of being able to keep up with people and we develop these like parasocial relationships that don't have depth to them and so in doing this show it made me really like kind of hold the friendships that I have close to me even closer just like they are so life-giving um and I, I I like to I know people use this word a lot, but like chosen family is very important to me. And so 
I think this show is such a does such a wonderful job of showcasing this group of people that are essentially like chosen family for each other. Like they almost have a, a sibling esque relationship in that, like you kind of put up with everyone's sort of quirks and ups and downs. Um, and so it it was so nice to be able to be a part of this show and then also like reconnect with people that I'm so near and dear to now in LA. Parasocial. So does that mean that we're not friends? Cause I'm like, Oh, Tian was on our podcast. That's it. We're like, we're actually <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> no, we're actually friends now. I guess okay. when I meet parasocial I wise, I like, <laughs> I know that like sometimes I follow someone like another comedian and I will see them at a show and say something that's like way too personal that I shouldn't bring up right away because I've seen it in like an Instagram story or something. Like I'll be like, Oh, how's your grandma doing? And it's like, I've never talked to this person in my entire life. <laughs> Just for context, Tiana, me and Matt have been friends for since second grade. So I know Get everything about out. Yeah. That is amazing. From like, yeah. Were you classmates or like yeah. neighborhood we friends? Of, or? We, have, we have the same group of nine friends from our town and it's been 35 years. That's it's so insane. amazing. I'm always so, I, I, I look on with the admiration from like childhood friends because I moved around a lot as a kid. So like, I don't have that as much. And so when I hear it, I'm like, that is truly beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that was that was sort of where, why we launched the pod. We were like, oh, wow, there's one thing we did right in life was figure out a way to keep our friends close for this whole time. The one, the one, the only one. The only one. Um, so in the pod, we, we, we've, we've divided up sort of what people's roles are in any friend group. Like there's a secret keeper, there's a mother hen, there's a life of the oh party. Like, That's me. What, what is your role? And this could be about your show friends or it just could be about your civilian friends. Like, What's your usual like role in a friend? I like calling them civilian friends. My peasant friends. In the peasant group, your, your role is the person who pays for everybody because you're on a show. <laughs> it's actually really funny that you, I'm, I am about to embark on a like friends reunion trip tomorrow. Like I'm flying to New Orleans and it's the first time I've seen, I think all of my like, female friends from college since their wedding. So it's been several years now. So I'm very, very excited. And I would say of my friend group, I am okay. Wait, you had secret keeper. I am a secret. I'm a secret keeper. And I would say that I'm kind of the gossip too. So I'm <laughs> two sides. And I think you can play it in different ways with different people. But um, I love a I love a good gossip. I love a good secret keeping. And I do think that out of my friend group, I like growing up was kind of the clown of the the friend group. Um, and and I I will see if those hold true when I go on this trip tomorrow. <laughs> I love that you were like, I'm the most trustworthy, but I also betray people. That's yeah, of course. I mean, I betray people. I, I betray people as well. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, uh, I, I'm the, uh, the wild card slash, uh, good time Charlie of the group. And Aaron plays many roles in our friend group, actually. Aaron, what would you say? Yeah. What are you, what are your roles? So I'm the organizer. Uh, mm, like we mm -hmm. said, the secret keeper, um, I'm the historian. So I have all the pictures organized, all the, all the traditions, um, very important. Yeah. I mean, the, okay. The, that's the, really the, important. Well, the, the, the secret keeper slash historian is the guy you have to stay friends with forever. No choice. Yeah. You like, can't burn that bridge. You know, speaking of, we always like to just get into that 
right away too. It's like, has a friend ever done you dirty? Mm. Like, do we want to spill some of that tea right now? Oh my gosh. Has a friend ever done me dirty? I want to say no. I don't like the one thing that I can think of was that I had a friend who got a little too jealous of like a new relationship that I was in. And that became like a very, it became a little untenable, honestly, like it, it wasn't a healthy thing. And sadly we are like no longer friends um, because like he maybe had a crush on me and it 100%, was hundred percent. That's what was yeah, going okay. on. I mean, I mean, you, uh, I mean, obviously. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the freedom to be like, yeah, no, he had a crush on me. It was totally unreasonable and irrational. And because of that, when I started dating my now wife, he was like way too possessive, way too like, and like having summits with me about our relationship. And I was like, this is not, this is not good. Mm, but it took me so summits. long to realize. Yeah, I know. He called them summits. Have you ever we been called to a, to a anytime summit? Anytime somebody goes, we need to have a summit. It's like, no, nah, I don't think we do, actually. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're like, this isn't, we're not a corporation and we're not in a <laughs> retreat. I don't think we need a summit or a keynote speaker. And this, like, it took me so long to be like, oh, this is like not a, this is not how friendships are supposed to be like. I love that summit. We've never, we've never got to a friendship summit. We got to talk about that on the pod. Oh, see, that's good. Well, have you, like, you have never had to have like a summit within the friend group at all? We call ever? that an intervention. Or, we call that, okay. we call that an intervention. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And have you had to do that? We, we were on the verge of giving a friend one and then he gave himself self intervened. Okay, great. Yeah. We were like, okay, right, so we're you off were off, you were let off the hook. That's amazing. Yeah, we were about to do a summit. We were going to do a whole summit. I still feel oh a little God. like gypped that we didn't get to do that. Yeah, it would have been a good milestone. <laughs> it would have been a good milestone. We're in our forties now. It's time, you know. It's no, you should have been like, this. actually, I know you've already been proactive about, you know, addressing the situation, but we've prepared all this material, so you're going to have to let us. <laughs> right. What are we going to do with all these slides? You know? Yeah, what we have all these slides. slides. We have a PowerPoint. Gotta, yeah, like, come on. Um, amazing, amazing. Okay, this is actually a great segue. So uh, in case you haven't guessed it, we're just a couple of two straight guys. I mean, we're we're sorry. Would she have guessed that about you? I don't don't know. Well, you mentioned your wife. You gave it away. No, about you, I'm saying. I don't know if she guessed that. Oh, no. I mean, I don't don't want to guess, but I did think (laughs) maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You know, listen. On the eve of pride, too. This is, I'm doing a lot of good work right now. You're doing, this is our pride (laughs) episode. So, okay, great, great, great. You're representing, just so you know, you're representing everybody. No, I feel the weight of the community on my shoulders. (laughs) It's a big burden. So when we're thinking of friendship, you know, like me and Matt meet a guy watching a Knicks game or something like uh, it's pretty simple. Like this guy could be our buddy. And we're just Mm -hmm. curious, like, is it making a new friend more complicated in, in the gay community? Because like you also it could be a not it could be a romantic thing. Oh, it, oh God. Yes. And yes. And no, like there is a similarity where like, I'm a big sports fan as well. So like I have made friends going to angel city and like for the love of like the WNBA, but I have also had like long drawn out friendships with women that I was like, 
this has got to turn into something at some point, right? <laughs> it just becomes like this, like torturous, unrequited um, love that ultimately you're like, right, this, it, 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 it's, it's not going to go anywhere. It has happened to me. I can probably count like on one hand. Um, I know other lesbians are like, no, it happens all the time, but I'm, I hope that I'm a little more discerning than that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's like it's like a little bit of both like it's very it's easy to make friends because like you kind of know I feel like there's a there's a chemistry and a vibe for the most part um but then you know when I was young and desperate I thought every friendship was like a potential love match so I was out there swinging zero strikes hitting strikes left and right <laughs> Hitting strikes, that's not a thing. Hitting strikes, but, is, that how you, is that right? I'm not a big baseball taking fan. Taking swings, you were taking swings. You were taking, taking swings. swings, that's what matters. You were taking those swings. Air balls uh, left you, and right. Do you have, I feel like you have like, it's just you just give a vibe of like, you have gay, straight, like a lot of a diverse friend group. Like, do you have a majority gay friends or do you have a lot of straight friends too? Like, what's it's your like friend, very, what's your friend universe? Yeah. My friend universe, um, is what the networks would love to cast. Um, is, is like, <laughs> <laughs> like this, this new Orleans trip that I'm going on, all my friends are straight and like, uh, it's, I love being the only lesbian in the group. Um, and then otherwise like very diverse, like most of my friends here that I spend, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I, I mostly spend my like free time, friendship time with mostly queer folks, but it really is so diverse do you refer to your um the, the straight friends as as the straights uh yeah i mean i i i mostly refer to them as breeders um i have a new i have a newborn baby so i, I like being called a breeder it's good uh, another thing i was wondering okay so like the classic like straight bro the straights like boys trip like vegas like is there like the lesbian Ver like what's lesbian Vegas? Like what's a girl's trip? I don't I don't know what lesbian lesbian Vegas sounds scary to me. I think Vegas <laughs> yeah, what is, sounds scary. Yeah, like honestly, like that? that sounds like my nightmare. My my little sister goes to Vegas all the time and she's always telling me about the like wet republic pool and I'm like, that sounds mm. terrible. Um yes, it's filthy. But <laughs> it's filth. We've been we've been there many times. It, it sounds times. it sounds bad. I mean, my my group of like lesbian friends when we go out and like, honestly, we rent, <laughs> this is going to sound so stereotypical, but I have like, we've done the whole like cabin campfire barbecue. <laughs> um, that's us going wild. Uh, I'm trying to think of my friends haven't had like a bachelorette party of sorts so i haven't gotten to experience that i have been like the lesbian at my best friend's like straight bachelor party which was very chill and very fun it was paintball which why do people like that that is scary no 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 it's terrible why do you why do people like that uh, well we got in big trouble on our podcast because we said skiing should be illegal it's too dangerous and people went crazy <laughs> on us <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> They were like, you think skiing should be illegal? What's next? Drag paintball. racing? Yeah, paintball. Yeah, paintball. Yes. Make paintball um, illegal. It hurts too much. What, what else? What do we need? What do we not know? What do we need to know about the, about Kira? What do we, what do we need to know about the lesbian world that we don't know? Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, but you because yeah. you represent the whole community for pride. Yeah, I know, I'm, I know, I'm, you know? I'm literally everyone. You're everyone. I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I would say like it. Not to be a downer, but like in this pride and in this time, I do feel like there is such a violent pushback on all LGBTQ plus and like uh, just kind of hateful vitriol. And I would like for like straight allies to kind of step up and like take on some of those harder questions where people are accusing queer folks of, I don't even want to say the word, but accusing queer folks of like terrible things and like none of that is true and like so much of it is so hateful and all we want is just to live our lives and like <laughs> be treated with kindness I think that's what everyone wants and I speak for like for that for not just lesbians but like the rest of the community as well um it's just I love that you just... got me you got me welling up a little bit I really love that yeah I mean you know, I think like, yes I, you know like I think some some of the things that like my straight friends and straight family, I think forget from, from time to time is like how much my partner and I have to navigate being queer in public. Like we have like, this is so wonderful that you have me on your show. Like this probably wouldn't have happened like maybe like a decade ago and it's so great. And we've made so much progress, but like sometimes I, it, the, being like holding hands with my wife on the street doesn't feel safe all the time or like going mm. on vacation to like other cities or other countries. It doesn't always feel safe. And so like, I think sometimes people get that since there's like all this representation on TV and all this like loud and public support that everything's okay. And it's really, there's still so much that can be done to help folks just be able to like live peacefully and happily without the fear of like homophobia or transphobia. So that would be, that would be my little thing. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I hate seeing? You know what I hate seeing Tian? Straight people holding hands. I can't fucking stop. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out and saying, no, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Not in front of my kids, please, please. No way. No, way. no but that's, but that's real. That's really important. Like, you know, and, and I, hopefully Matt and I are, are trying to do that. Um, our little part, our little yeah, part. Very tiny, yeah. Tiny part. Our tiniest um, part. Our tiniest part is just being like, Hey, Live and let live. I agree with that. I mean, I've always felt that way, but I also think you're right. It's not just live and let live. Like straight people have it on, you know, on easy street in a lot of, in a lot of ways. So I agree. Like if we can make that awareness easier and share that, you know, burden a little mm -hmm. bit, like we should. Yeah. Tien, you are the literal best. We appreciate you. We love you. We're not parasocial. We're actual IRL friends, yes. even though we never met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna go to an a WNBA game together. You know, let's do it. That? I mean, I'm not I, kidding. I want. I've never been to. Is there an LA oh, team? I don't even. Yeah, LA Sparks. They're so fun. Oh, LA Sparks. It's, it's, okay. it's such a fun. Like the WNBA, so so fun. Tian, thank you so much for for thank being you. generous with your time. Yeah, this was so fun. Thank you. You're thank the you, best. You. And now a word from our sponsor. So Matt, I used to work on Wall Street. Used to be a corporate lawyer. Ugh. Ugh. So we had to wear dress shirts Ugh. and that was the worst. Getting on that subway, sweaty. If, if we had our sponsor, Mizzen and Main, 20 years ago, our lives would be good. We'd still be working. I might still be a lawyer. <laughs> I might oh, still be on Wall Street. Oh, I'd be making so much money. Oh, I'd be crushing man. it right now. But you know what? I'm comfortable now because I'm wearing a Mizzen and Main right now. It's performance fabric. It's breathable. It's not just 
dress shirts, it's golf gear, it's pants, it's polos. You know what? Go out with your boys this summer, throw on some mizzen, drink some beers, get out on the golf course and use our awesome promo code. What do we have? So go to mizzenandmain.com and use promo code man of the year for $35 off any purchase of 125. That's mizzenandmain.com, M-I-Z-Z-E-N and Maine. And we're back. That was awesome. I, I love her. I, I like that she calls the her straight friends the straights. The straights. We didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. We didn't know that. Um, and, I, and I love what she said at the end. I think that's important to our straight male audience. You know, I kind of think that is the term ally just like has it been overused? Now? Well, I don't like it just because maybe it's like a narcissistic thing of like, I'm, you're always going to be the center of your life. Like that's like kind of like a ridiculous thing to the notion that like you're going to not center yourself in somebody's universe. That's why I just, for whatever reason, I've never kind of like enjoyed that term because I, I think it makes people feel like, oh, I have to like put myself outside of the center of my of my world. I think it's just like, try to look at other perspectives, try to realize that you have certain privileges in life. I also think maybe the term ally like makes it a little bit more complicated. Yes, like, I think that's what I'm saying. Like I like what you just said, like, first of all, just be a normal, respectful, right. friendly, yeah, human. Yeah, caring. Right. That's what I actually have taken to, uh, to heart since, uh, since talking to Tien is that like, when you walk around West Hollywood, like, Everybody's holding hands, right? And it's like easy for them to do there. No one gives a shit, right? And it's like, not that's, easy everywhere else, right? That's us in in the world. Yeah. Although I, I will stand by what I said uh, in the interview, which is that I hate when straights are holding hands. If you tried to slap Jess and I's handshake, it's unbreakable our bond. Our next interview is is really special to us. It's our first friend. Wow. Like personal friend. I know. I can't believe he got the nod. Yeah. I mean, I think some of our other friends. Oh, they're going to be pissed. And then we'll frame that as homophobia. <laughs> and then we'll cancel them. Um, so this is our buddy, Pat Shin. He's incredible. He's a big time Hollywood publicist. He's one of our favorite people in the entire world. So let's talk to Pat and then we'll, we'll chat at the end. Pat, what's up, buddy? Yeah, there he is. Oh, hey I'm so excited. So long story short for our listeners, Pat is part of our crew. You are the godfather of our gay crew. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I think that's accurate, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I look at myself as a leader of the pack, in a way, with the gays. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I think, you know, all of our gays, like, you have, you have connected all, all of them. You connect, you've connected the straight and gay universe. Yes. I, yeah, for sure. I'm proud you of You know that. what he does? You know what he does, Matt? He leads from behind. Oh, but <laughs> So, okay, it's Pride, um, yes. and, um, you know, we're the straights in the group, and we talk a lot in the podcast, as you know, of, like, making new friends. Mm -hmm. So, like, is it more complicated, I really don't know the answer to this, in the gay community to make a new friend, or is there a different, um, because if you meet a guy, mm -hmm. that could be a friend, that could be a platonic friend, and it could yeah. be a romantic friend. So, like, right. is it complicated, or are you just, no. I think it's pretty easy as gay men to make new friends all the time just because because being gay, you have that instant bond or connection with another gay person. Mm. So I do feel like it's easy. But for me personally, I always say lately, no new friends. I barely mm. I barely have time for my best friends lately with work and, and life and everything else. So my I always say my my new friend, my next new friend needs to be a boyfriend or a husband or a man I'm sleeping with. 
not not wow. you know this is a topic this is amazing because this is a topic crazily we actually yeah. haven't covered oh, we've okay. kind of like broached it because aaron has a lot of friends and he was like yeah sort of dabbling with the idea of being maxed out but i love this concept where you're like hey i already have this i have big enough friend circle but but i'm i'm really wanting the romantic thing i'm really wanting the yeah. relationship thing so do you feel then that in some ways you're huge swath of friend group is somehow like getting in the way of that focus of a relationship? No, not getting in the way at all. And, and I've always been, um, I've always felt so fulfilled in my life with my friendships. Um, you know, I'm, ne- I'm rarely pining away for a boyfriend or a partner, um, you know, laying on the couch. Like I, I feel so fulfilled by my friends and my family that I always think when I meet that guy, um, it'll just be like a cherry on top. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not yearning for. Yeah. I feel like you and Carol are really alike in that sense of like, I I don't see you guys as, as sad. I don't see you guys as sad for being single. No. Like you both feel like to me from the outside, you have a really nice holistic social, as we call it, social fitness. Yeah. Like your, your universe of relationships seems really great. But if you and Carol would just like get married, I think that would solve. I mean, I would love that. I love an otter. (laughs) <laughs> I would just like to tell you. Oh, yeah. We, I just found out what that meant. Yeah. Yeah. I taught him what otters are. I yeah. would like to take issue with that premise of like, oh, we don't, they don't seem sad to be single. No one says, oh, look at those miserable married people. They don't seem, they don't yeah. seem sad to be miserable. Yeah. You know, I don't like the implication. Yeah. No, but I do think what I meant by that was like a lot of single people kind of harp on it sometimes sure. to their own detriment. Yeah, and I think I that. that kind of comes across in a way, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not sort of seeing that. You know, you have a lot of gay friends and straight friends. Yeah. What's the difference in the friendship? Is there one, like, just from a pure friendship perspective? You no, know, like, I do don't you- think so. Especially with my straight and gay friendships, the the one difference is because it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I always say when we hang out with our straights, which is like our family of friends. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that. The straights don't, you know, go to gay bars every weekend and party hard and all this stuff. But when they want to hang out, they almost go harder than we do. And it's almost like, oh, no, we're going to hang out with the straights. We're going to be up till four. <laughs> <laughs> so we always say straight. My gay friends and I, who you guys know very well, we always say straight's gone wild when so-and-so has a birthday party <laughs> or so-and-so takes us to Vegas. It's like, oh, my God. It's because they have that one night of the month that they get to let loose and let their hair down. Whereas us gays, we're at gay bars every weekend. We're, you know, doing this and doing that. And, and we still, you know, party hard <laughs> i always wonder Pat, now that, that i have now that i have a kid i'm gonna make you guys go as hard as you exactly exactly year that i can get out yeah straight's so, gone wild is the greatest thing i've ever heard in my straight's life gone yeah, wild. we say it a, often whenever we have a, be, a birthday party with one of you guys we say straight's gone wild that's <laughs> gotta we're be the hung over, we're more hungover after a straight birthday party than a gay one we've got an audience that maybe has gay people in their life that they're not friends with. Mm. What do you think they should be doing to cement a friendship with somebody of the gay community? Like, is I there mean, something listen, that I, I always, that? Or is it just the same as regular friend making? Do you think? Yeah, just, I think it's regular friend making. We don't, we never want to be a token gay friend to someone. So I don't, I'm, I, I, th- I think it's healthy for everyone to have a gay friend. 
You know what I mean? Just to see hear and, and see a different side of, of things than you're used to and to broaden your mind too. Why why do the gays love Palm Springs? It's you too know hot what? For me. It it is it, I I I love just how relaxing it is, but you can still party there too. There's like a great assortment of gay bars there. Um, the thing that's happening though at these gay bars, which is an epidemic we say in the gay community, is straight bachelorette parties, straight girl bachelorette mm-hmm. parties. Straight's gone wild. Have, yeah, straight's gone wild. Straight's gone straight wild. bachelorette parties have infiltrated our gay bars. So it's like we used to go to two cans, which was the popular one, but now when you go, it's all girls. It's all straight bachelorette parties with veils. And so we moved on to other uh, another one called Hunters, and that one got taken over. So we keep moving over to the next gay bar. Um, so but but I Palm Springs, it, it's it's our Hamptons. You know what I mean? It's it's our kind of like nearest getaway that you can get to in a car that you feel away from LA. It's very relaxing. The weather's always great, even though it's hot. Um, and yeah, it just, and, and there are so many gay people there. I don't know why, like of all ages too, you know, a lot of gay men retire there from LA. I have to ask you this, Pat, cause you yes. work with celebs a lot and yes. you know, we don't, we're not going to ask you to dish any dirt on anybody, okay. but what is it like, you know, this is a friendship podcast. What is it like navigating, you know, and we use this term parasocial relationships these days. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like they have parasocial relationships with celebrities, but like mm-hmm. you're actually there with them. So I could see that really getting complex mm-hmm. and convoluted where you're like, are these people my friends or yeah. are they just a celebrity? I'm there to do a job. Like how sure. does that get navigated? It is such a job when I'm doing it, when I'm covering someone, you know, at a film festival or at a premiere or a press junket. And sometimes you're kind of in this bubble with them where they do really like you and 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 they act like, you know, your best friends. And then you'll run into that actor or actress or director or whoever six months later at Gelson's and say hi, and they'll have no idea who you are. <laughs> because I think these celebrities have so many different handlers every week that they just, you know, they just forget. I think for me, like being an Asian guy, sometimes people remember me more than others. Um, I've, I've seen that happen before, but yeah, they're, they're best friends with you when you work with them and, and very rarely do they remember you another time. And do you find like among your colleagues, like do you see other publicists being like, oh, I'm, I'm friends with this celeb and you're thinking to yourself, this person is you're not friends. Yeah. People yeah. Get the of course. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, and the other way around too, I think, um, yeah, I think it just depends on the celebrity and, you know, reality stars I've noticed are, are easier to befriend. As you guys know, we know some of them on some Bravo shows and whatnot, and, you know, they're easier to befriend and maintain a real friendship with, um, rather than a movie star. You know why? Cause they're not better than us. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. 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 But I've always wanted that one movie star friend, that one, you know, uh, entourage guy who or girl who can take me on private jets and um and you know always get the best reservations and all that stuff. I've yet to meet that friend. That is that maybe is it's a, gonna be us. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's be us. That, that is someone I break my no new friends rule for. Is, <laughs> it's not a hard and fast rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private, jet. private jet private jet friends kind of break most of my rules. <laughs> exactly. Um Pat, before we go, like, is there anything that you want our audience to know? Maybe if you could just like speak candidly to the, to the straights gone wild of the world, 
that could, you know, help us be better friends. So I, I don't I don't know about, you know, I don't think there's anything to be better about. I just think, it, you know, if you don't have a gay friend, it's an, it, I think it's important to get to know one or two or three. <laughs> and, and again, I think it just it opens up your mind to something, you know, the way that we date, the way that we do things can vary so differently from the straight community. So I think it just broadens your mind to have um, a friend that's gay. But it can't be Pat because he's maxed out. No, no new friends unless you got a PJ. No new no friends new unless friends. you got a PJ. Unless you're a yes. straight man with a PJ. Yes. You cannot call. Exactly. Pat, Pat thank you so much. You're Thanks. the man. We love you. We appreciate you. Happy Pride. Thank you. What are we going to do? What are we doing? All? We're going to party we in West Hollywood. West Hollywood Pride's back for the first time in a couple of years. So, a few years. I love him. Uh, I have to say, did you know this, that they have to prep themselves for a night out with the Straits Gone Wild? I love Straits Gone Wild. That should be like a movie title. Straits Gone Wild is one of the funniest it's things It's one I've of ever the seen. funniest things I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny because I, uh, I, I told Jess uh, right after we finished just now with the interview, I said, he said the Straits Gone Wild thing. And she's like, wait, but I thought you had to like muster up your energy for them, which I do. But I think we've just had this crazy miscommunication well i think they go hard on a more consistent basis yeah, they're always at a seven or eight right i'm at a one or an 11 right exactly it's one a, or 11 and i just like how i don't know is this the right word integrated uh, us and pat's friends are together like doesn't really matter that's what i love about pat and our whole like we were doing this episode like the gays like our gays but really i don't even see a difference like most of the time we just have a healthy vibrant Diverse group of friends, which is awesome. Right. It's like if you have a ticket to some concert, which is your thing, your ticket yeah. guy, like you think of in inviting Pat because like you think he likes the music. Yeah. Like who who cares? Right. Right. If he's gay or not. It doesn't yeah, really yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and our emo soft boys like sports as much as our gays. Right. Or less. Very little. <laughs> Very little. <laughs> right. right. Actually, probably some of our gays yeah. like sports more yeah. than our emo soft boys. So, <laughs> so there's one sort of uh, philosophical thing I want to mention before we close yeah. this out, which is that, you know, we went to high school and college in the nineties and like, you know, the dynamic was a lot different. Yeah. There were gays, but they were yeah, they mostly were. in the closet. And, and some know, of our gay friends now were in the closet in college. Yeah. And, and just like saying you were gay or calling someone gay. I mean, that was you yeah. know, an insult. Yeah. And thankfully yeah. the society has changed. The dynamic has changed. And I would say we have changed yes. as well. So now we're in a much better place. We're yeah. not at the, at the best place. But as like straight guys, yeah. like, do you think we have a responsibility to, to keep moving, you know, the culture in the right direction? Yeah. I mean, look, again, you know, we're putting so much weight on the Like, we're not like super serious, uh, you know, political activists right, here. Right. right. So like, I just want to be clear on this podcast. Like, you know, this is a light podcast. We're yeah. trying to help the world be better and just in terms of their relationships. And if we can help people realize that gay straights were all the same, yeah, great. Uh, but again, it's like the thing with the ally. I, I, I don't like to make it so serious. I think mm. it's just like be normal and be aware and be as you mature as a person, like you should naturally be maturing and growing and, and, and changing the way you look at the world as you see it. And as you start meeting people of different backgrounds. And if there's a gay person sort of in your outer circle, a work colleague yeah. or something like that, like 
be friends with them. Yeah. Become friends. Or yeah. Her. Be friends with them. Right. I guess that's, I guess I would say, our, you know, as, as a host of this podcast, I'd say, yeah, it is your responsibility to treat people that are, you know, gay, straight, trans, whatever, just treat them like regular people, treat them like, treat that potential friendship like you would two straight dudes at a bar. That's what I would say our responsibility to yeah. our listeners that I would like to impress upon them. So that was our pride episode. That was great. Happy pride. Happy pride. Pride has become so commercialized that all these corporations are like rainbow. Oh yeah. We stuff. only did this because it's a sponsored episode. Yes. No, <laughs> anyway, on that note, we have new merch guys. Merch, we're wearing them. Merch. If you're watching on YouTube, we're wearing the merch. Yeah. Uh, go to bonfire.com slash man of the year podcast to get the new merch. And remember, be good to yourself, be good to your friends. Love, Love you, everybody. Buddy.